This is the Unofficial Vegas Podcast. I'm Seb, your host, along with my fantastic co-host, Mr. Frederick Hazelton. Frederick. Wow. Frederick. Fa- fancy. We're not messing around tonight. You could also I say like it. Hazer or Bubba, as his golf buddies call him. <laughs> yeah, I got a few nicknames floating around. I don't think I ever got the full story about Bubba. I think I did, but I don't remember what it means. It's it's a boring one. So we're playing in this golf tournament one Labor Day weekend in Cornwall. And we, we arrive at the tournament and we see the prize table. And, you know, these are these are all my golf and drinking buddies. We go to these places just to drink and play golf and have fun. But they're pretty good, right? And so we see this big table and I see there's one of those Bubba cakes, which is like a 10-gallon oh, yeah. jug, you know. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be great if one of us won that? We could fill it with beer and, you know, drink the rest of the night away from the Bubba cake. <laughs> so long story short, I go out and I shoot a 75. I finish third. So I'm the third to pick from the prize table. <laughs> as soon as they call my name, march right up, grab the Bubba, come back to my seat. All my buddies are just laughing. And that's it. That's the Bubba. That's, that's it. why you're Bubba. Oh, that's Bubba. You still have it? That's Bubba. Still got it. It's in the basement. Beauty. We we use it for camping as like our water jug. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Now the yeah. question is, were there better prizes? You could have well, this is the big joke, right? Is that what else was on that table? Nobody knows. I don't think so. I don't think there were that. I mean, it's it's hard to tell, right? I mean, yeah, probably there was something that was worth more money, but it was just a cool thing to grab. Yeah. And I just because of the joke, I had to grab it. Like a foursome somewhere paid for, you know, like a five, six hundred dollar value. No, no, no. I'll take the little Bubba cake. I'll take the Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> just to, I had just to, to make the joke. I had to do it. Of course. I'm always going for the laugh. <laughs> All right. So. We've talked about this before about getting in a, if we were to go to Vegas and how we would maybe hit the older spots of Vegas and, you know, the old hotels, the old casinos, the old restaurants, and even some of the old sites like go to Hoover Dam and everything. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about hitting old Vegas. And I've got a list here of, because I think the misconception is that the Flamingo was the first hotel. Now, after I've, I've checked this out, is that the Flamingo was the first hotel on the Strip. Right. That's right. The Flamingo was kind of the the first hotel that was built on the Strip um, away from the downtown core. I mean, there were hotels, there were hotels in the downtown, in, you know, the town of Las Vegas before that, back even back to the ni- early 1900s. But, yes. Um, and the El Cortez was actually open, technically opened, by Bugsy before the Flamingo. But the Flamingo was the first one where they said, look, we're going to go away from the downtown core. We're going to build, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if the idea was to build a strip of casinos, but that was the first one. So when you think of the Las Vegas Strip, Flamingo was really the first one. Okay, so putting that on pause for a second, and we'll go to the very first one, which was on Fremont and is the Golden Gate Hotel, which used to be called the Hotel Nevada back in 1906. Which in is, 1906, yeah. this actually, I think, predates the legalization of gambling in Nevada. So we're well, going way back. What's here. What's interesting about this one is that the address is 1 Fremont Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also like these quirky facts about it. So it was the first hotel that had a, a telephone that had the first telephone installed in Las Vegas. The, the wow, phone fancy. number, the phone number was 1. That's Come good. on. Yeah. You wanted to call the hotel, you dialed one. <laughs> or about, you know, whoever was running the switchboard back then, you know, the, the girl sitting there with the with the things and 
plugging one out and putting it here and whatever, listening to everybody's conversations. That's where she was. She would hook up number one, which is kind of it's kind of cool. First one, and they were the first hotel to have like a big large sign outside, which is like the precursor to having all the big Vegas neon lights and all that kind of stuff. And this is the other quirky fact that I read is that it is the birthplace of the shrimp cocktail. That's right. Good pull there, Seb. Well that's, done. That's hilarious. Very nice. Yeah, that's where it started. And that's why you can still get the 99 shrimp cocktail, 99 cent shrimp cocktail at the Fremont Hotel, the Fremont on the Strip. It's kind of like a an homage to the old, the whole idea of the old Vegas. And oh. then that whole that whole glitter gulch area, which is what they call that little section of Fremont Street before it came before it became the Fremont Street experience. Oh yeah. That was kind of like the last remnant. Well, actually, even today. You can think of that Fremont Street, like all of the lights that you're seeing through there is kind of the last remnant of that very first Vegas, you know, neon, like you said, over the top glitzy kind of look. So if you're, you know, if you're doing a Vegas trip, you got to go downtown. That's where it all started. That's where the glitter gulch is. That's where like the real old style Vegas is. So any kind of Vegas vintage trip is going to have to end up downtown, at least at some point. Right. And then... That, you know, I don't know, about roughly 40 years later, Bugsy Siegel was there with a couple of other, other guys and they opened up the El Cortez, also in yeah. the Fremont area. Yes, and also still there, basically in its original form. So, I mean, you have to go ahead and check out the El Cortez, which is, I mean, in today's standards, I mean, it. if out of five stars, maybe you'd give it a star. I mean, no offense to the El Cortez, but it's not the glitziest hotel in the world full of smoke and just old and you know drastically in need of an update but it gets a lot of points for the fact that it's such a historical remnant of the old vegas so that alone um you know it gets a lot of gets a lot of attention in my book i love going to the el cortez i don't think i when we went to fremont the the times that i've been we've never went in there probably not no i don't i don't recall taking you in there should have though yeah, we probably should have. Now that I now that I know like the history behind it, I'm like, ah yeah. I really I actually have a I have a note here that says that the El Cortez is on the National Registry of Historic Places. Really? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's legit. It's legit old Vegas. Like Plus, kind I, of I love this. What's that? I love this uh deal they have where if you show your boarding pass. When you land in Vegas, if you go to the El Cortez and show a boarding pass that proves that you landed within 24 hours, free drink. Free drink. Free drink. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, I mean, that whole idea of, like it used to be, like when people think of old Vegas, right? They, that idea of, you know, the, the, the freebies, like all of the free stuff to get you in, to get you gambling. Because the idea was, is that the hotels were basically relying on their gambling revenue to cover their expenses, right? And to make their money. But that's, that's kind of gone now. Like the casinos don't make nearly as much from their gaming revenue that they do from things like dining and shows and the hotels and the, you know, all the other stuff. It's not so much of a lost leader anymore. So finding that, you know, that kind of old Vegas idea where we're going to give you 99 century of cocktail and we're going to give you free drinks and free parking and yep. we're going to give you all these perks in exchange for your gambling. Um, you got to look a lot harder to find that, but you can find it at those places we've mentioned Flamingo, El Cortez, Golden Gate, 
you know, these old places that you, that's another reason why you get that old feeling. Well, and I stand corrected that Bugsy didn't actually build the hotel. He bought it, him went with a group of, of three other guys, bought it from the original three owners that. Yeah, yes. But, but then a few years later, he goes and he builds a Flamingo. Correct. Yeah. Um, and yes, you're right. So the El Cortez was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places <laughs> in 2013. <laughs> Rightly so. Rightly so. Fantastic. For sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, so, and then next on the list is the Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. Okay. What, do you, what can you tell me about that one? Well, it, it opened around the same time. And also down in Fremont, right? Nothing on the strip yet. Yeah. Um, and obvious, and the, like most of them back in that that time was, uh, those hotels were all linked to the mob. And, yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah. as we talked with Jeff before, Jeff Walker from the Jeff uh, Does Vegas podcast, um, he has a whole series on on mob. Uh, oh yeah, uh, mob the the mob in Vegas and all the relationships there and all the history. So yeah, that's, that's a good podcast to check out too. If you're, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, he's got a whole series on that. So uh, very interesting stuff. But later on, then that's when Bugsy said, okay, let's, let's open up something on, on the strip. And they opened up the Flamingo. And it was like the first building that really had no clocks, no windows, it was the reason they built it was to trap people in there, like the the gamblers and the the all the mafioso guys, and keep them all in there, and and make, essentially keep them in there until they lost their shirts. That was it. Yeah. That was the reason why they built it uh, in 1946. And, and nothing's really changed. No, S- same idea. <laughs> Big yeah. shiny lights. We can't help it. Just take my money. Take my money. Let me play some poker. Let me play some. Yeah. Some slots or some craps. Just take it. Let's have fun. Still works. So it was, and and it was, it says here, there was also the first hotel in Las Vegas to ditch the old wild west themes and offer glitz and glamour instead. Yeah. That's, that's another reason, right? It was more like the bright lights and the, not so much of a saloon feel, which like the golden gate was just like a, like right out of an old Western movie, right? Yeah. With the sal- swinging doors. The doors and there. You know, it's click, click, click. dust and the tumbleweed flying through. Like it's, it, you know, it's the desert. The Flamingo was meant to be like a real upscale, yeah, flashy kind of a hotel. Yeah. Um, and you're right. Like, even when you go to Fremont, you can tell that it, that was kind of, I mean, it's obviously not like that anymore, but you can tell that that's how it was originally. You can picture it. Yeah. You can picture it in 100%. your mind for sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, and then as we go up and those, we hit like the SLS Las Vegas, which originally was the Sahara. Sahara. Yeah. That's yeah. I've been, I went to the Sahara in its original form. Yeah. Or yeah. When I first the, started going to Vegas, that's one place we SLS went to SLS is, um, I'm trying to think it's just a little bit South of, uh, like the Venetian and that on all that. Right. It's just North of that. Just, just on the other side. It's right. Oh, sorry. The, north, it's, North. That's right. North of. Yeah. Yes. It's right. Kitty corner across from the, uh, the big, uh, what's that big gift gift store Bonanza place. Oh yeah, the one where you the, parked a million miles from the door. That, that's that's the one. Yeah, it's right on the corner of Sahara Avenue. That's why they call it that. I still never understand why you parked that far away. So we go to this oh. gift shop, <laughs> which is like it looks like a, a this, you know, the the cheapest gift shop you can find, but it's just massive. And there, the parking lot is huge, and there are like two cars in the entire parking lot. 
and Fred Parks, what felt like 2,000 yards from the front door. Well, we didn't really know which, which door was the front door. I pulled up to a door with a bunch of lights in front of it. But as we got out, we realized that, oh, you can't actually go in here. You got to go in way over there. I don't even think so, you were close to a door. You were like in the middle of the parking lot. No, no. There was, there was a door there. There must have been. No. Or, or maybe we had just finished playing poker for 42 hours in a row. That's possible. Maybe I was a little bit out of it. That could be, that could be possible as well. Now you were in a little bit of a rut there at that point. And <laughs> yeah, then, no yeah. doubt. And when we left the room, the hotel room, you said, oh yeah, let's go like all nighter. Let's go, let's, let's do an all nighter. Let's yeah. just play poker. And then at some point Last you hit the wall and yeah, everything that's went. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Forget yeah, it. Need, you were done. I need Jack. I need Jack and Coke to get back in the game. <laughs> And then I looked at you and said, hey, what the hell is this? We're in Vegas. Wake up. And you went, okay, all right, let's do this. Now I'm in. Come on. Saved it. Saved it. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I had to kind of shake you up a little bit there. Yeah. I needed that. Thanks, buddy. You're always there for me. Okay. Tropicana. Tropicana. Oh, I love the Tropicana. Way down the other end of the strip. Still there. Different theme. Doesn't get a lot of love. Um, from people these days, but I, I like why, the Tropicana. Why is that? I don't know. I maybe it's because it's kind of bland. I mean, the theme is it's it's like all white. Yeah, there isn't a strong theme in there. It's small. It doesn't have a lot of flashiness to it. But man, it's a great location. It's got the free parking there. Um, I, I, I like the Trop. I like it a lot. It's it's I don't know. It's and also because it's got the history. You know, it's got it's old. It's been there forever. Um, it's also independent, which I like. It's not one of the hotels that's been sold to the, you know, all the conglomerates. So it still kind of has a bit of a, a bit of a boutique feel to it. I like the drop. I think when I, when we drove past it or walked past it, it, when I look at it, it kind of makes me think of, you know, old man, white shoes, move down to Florida kind of thing. Yeah. You know, the, it, that's what it gives. It gives me that feeling of. If you go in here, you have to be at least 65 years old to go in. Well, that is the theme. It's got, it's the South Florida theme, right? So it's got like the bamboo, the palm trees. Yeah. The pool complex is really like Florida, Florida-esque. Um, that's what they're going for. But the clientele is not like seniors, old people from Florida. The clientele is actually quite young. A lot of Californians stay there. Um, so it's kind of a hop in place too. And they've got like this really old vintage uh, stained glass ceiling that kind of goes down the middle cor- corridor of the casino. And so one of my favorite things to do, it's often on my checklist is to go play craps at those tables, just because the light, it's so cool. The way the light comes through the stained glass. Oh yeah. You mentioned that before. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool spot. Yeah. It, you think they serve like a uh, pot roast dinner at 4 PM? Like in, like you would have in a, <laughs> like in a, like a 55 in a senior retirement community down in Florida. Maybe. Maybe, man. Like eight more years, I can get that senior discount. Eight more wait. years. Holy I'll be geez. there. You're not far behind me. 10, probably what? 10 for you? 12? Well, you're talking about, yeah. Until you hit 55. 55? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm 43, yeah. 43. Well, well, I'll be on the senior PGA Tour in three years. So see you later. 50 years old, eh? And you're getting up there. Yeah, I'm getting up there. You're, TikTok. you're almost as, as old as... Um, Let's see here. So you're, you're going to be 50 years old. You're almost as old as Caesar's Palace. <laughs> nice segue, segue into that. Nicely done. Caesar's Palace in 1966, it opened. Yeah. And yeah, the old Desert Inn, right? That was, is this the Howard Hughes uh, 
around the time that Howard Hughes came to town? Um, that was 66, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, based on what, it, what I've read was that uh, it was opened by um, a hotelier guy by the name of Jay Sarno, who wanted the hotel okay. to be like just huge and over the top and just crazy. Um, and they had like, when they opened it up, they first opened, they had like Johnny Carson, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and some of these guys back then that went and for the grand opening, yeah. like that's some pretty big that's names cool. there. Yeah. 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 Very cool. And of course the, the, they have a history for hosting like big name artists, you know, like they had Celine Dion had a, a residency there, Elton John, Frank Sinatra. Uh, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank of who else, but like, Oh, Cher, but, but even Red today, Stewart, Elton John. like when, when you go past Caesar's palace as you know, it, and of course, when people think, to me, when people think Las Vegas, the first hotel you think of is Caesars Palace. For, for most people, for yeah, most people. I, I, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. There's kind of an ongoing debate about what really is the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Because I I would tend to make an argument that it's Bellagio because of the fountain. The fountain. The way, it's a staple. You know, the, yeah, it's kind of a staple. And that area feels like the kind of the geographic center. Yeah. Even though city center is kind of actually in the middle. But city center is so far away from the strip. Like there's got that kind of cul-de-sac that goes in. So it feels like it's distant from the strip. Plus it's also so much newer, you know, Caesar's palace kind of feels like it's been there forever, which it has obviously. Um, but yeah, like, but, but the Bellagio, Bellagio, Caesar's palace, those are the two hotels that I think people kind of think as think of as like the, the kind of focal point of the strip. One oh, of yeah. those two. I think so. I, like you said that the fountains are definitely and made made popular by Ocean's 11 because that's where that's the hotel they rob and it's uh I forget I have to I, I think when it opened like around 99 or something like that um uh, the no, Bellagio that's, that's not Yeah, right something there. like that. Yeah, the Mirage was the first big like mega resort kind of thing. That was in 89. So um Bellagio came after that, but not too long after that, 91, 92, uh, 92 something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still like those two side by side, which they are, um, yeah. that to me, you know, when you're, when you're that area on the strip, it just feels like there's a lot of just, you know, there's, there's something about it. There's a feeling Action. when you're right there on yeah. the strip. You're Also, I find like when you're walking the entire strip, as we often do, it, when you get to the Bellagio fountain, it kind of feels like you're halfway. Yeah. To me yeah. anyway, it kind of feels like, okay, like we're at the Bellagio. I know where I am. I know that I've got about that much to go to get to the end of this trip, you know? So. Well, it, it makes me feel so, I mean, not to be, we talked about Disney before in the show, but when you're standing in front of the fountains in front of Bellagio or Caesars, it feels like you're in front of the castle at Magic Kingdom at Disney it's World. It's similar. Yeah. Cause it's so iconic. That's right. Majestic. Right. It's majestic. majestic. And iconic as you, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You just feel yeah. like it's. You're, you're okay. I made it. This is, I'm in Vegas. Yes. I'm here. I'm, fr- I'm in front of the fountain. I'm in front of Caesars. I'm exactly. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can in- leave now. It's interesting how this, uh, like Steve Wynn talks about this a lot, right? Because he came along and built the Mirage. And the idea where the idea back then was you put all of this kind of iconic stuff on the outside. Like you put the, the volcano, the fountain, the, you know, the treasure, treasure Island show, like all of these things are on the outside. 
Yeah. And the idea being that people walk up and down the strip, they see this entertainment or they see these icons and then they, they enter your casino, they go, they go in. But that over the years, then you look at the progression from there and we start to get um, hotels like, you know, the Cosmopolitan and city center and um, the wind and the encore, these other properties where they actually start to go do the opposite. There isn't really a lot going on on the outside of the Cosmopolitan say it's kind of more on the inside. So it's, they build these big flashy hotels where they kind of make you curious about what's yeah. inside, yeah. inside the, inside yes. the doors. You know, what struck me as, as very surprising is that Planet Hollywood is the fifth oldest hotel on the strip. It's older than Caesars. Is what now? Is it the old desert Inn or the sands? Which, which one is Planet Hollywood? The sands was Bellagio. Okay. Maybe it was Desert Inn then. I uh, know the um the Dunes was Bellagio. Yes. And so Planet Hollywood Aladdin? opened in 63. What was it called? You have that there? Um uh, 63. It was known as the Aladdin. The Aladdin. Okay. Yeah. But still, sixty-three. Like it, when you when Going you look back. at it, it don't you never think that it's that old. Oh well, it's gone through several. I know, but still, I, like usually, you can tell when a place is that old. You know, like you just well, that place. If I'm not mistaken, that the original Aladdin was demolished and then reborn as Planet Hollywood. Okay, like I, okay. I think it was like torn down. But still, like sixty-three. That's it's pretty old. What's that's old. Yeah. So they've re, they back. rebranded it in 2007 as Planet Hollywood. So originally. Okay. It was called something else. And then it was the Aladdin. Oh yeah, that's right. So it says in 98, it was the, the original hotel was demolished, but still 98. I guess it's not that old. 98 is 22 years. 98 is kind of the, yeah. 98 was a big year too. And kind of a rebirth of the larger properties. That's when they kind of just started sprouting up like one by one by one. They just kept coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going into the 2000s, there was, you know, we're heading into the first kind of economic downturn in the mid 2000s where things really were, you know, were put on to put on a halt. And then, and then you get the city center, you know, this billion dollar expansion that kind of comes, kind of came out of nowhere and then started, but then came to a screeching halt, you know? Yeah. Um, and Jeff talked last time, Jeff talked a lot about the these, you know, the kind of the interesting saga of those properties that were supposed to be part of the city center. Some of them were made and were big successes. Other ones were horrible disasters and had to be torn down, you know, so it's a real mixed bag. Well, and like city center, we're talking about the Aria Vidara and the Waldorf, right? Yeah. And shortly thereafter, the Cosmopolitan was built. Yep. Which is, I think, is the newest hotel on the strip. Newest brand new where there was nothing there before. Yeah, probably would be the Cosmopolitan. Yeah, and, like, you, and you can yeah. tell. You walk in there, everything is just. It's brand new. Oh, yeah, yeah it's mint. Yeah. Cromwell is is maybe the newest redo. Like the Cromwell used to be the Bill's Gambling Hall there. And the Link as well. Those are, you know, rebrandings. Well, the, the Link is the super newest. old. Like there was the Imperial. Imperial Palace, yeah. But that one, I think, opened like in the 50s, like late 50s. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, like in the 59 or something like that. That's it. That's, but now oh. it's only, and it's just gone through a massive renovation as well. Yeah. When they oh, rebranded yeah, it as the link. 
Yeah. With the wheel and the, well, all that stuff, that whole area is brand new. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing. I mean, I've, I've been going since the mid two thousands, I think was my first trip. And I mean, every time you go, there's something completely new that you have to check out. And it's not just like, you know, there's a, you know, there's a food truck on one corner that wasn't there before. Yeah. Like there's a, there's an entire new arena or a new building or a new, you know, something like there's always something huge that's being done there. And I don't think that'll ever change. I mean, it goes up and down, but, but there'll always be something cool and new to check out at the, uh, on the Las Vegas trip and downtown too. Okay. So we covered the hotels. Like what about, um, you know, some of the older places, like I know that some people, when they go to Vegas, they'll take a little trip and do go see area 51, but that's, it's not really Vegas, but it's kind of, you know, it's close ish as if you're going to go to grand Canyon when you're in Vegas, you, you know, when you're in Vegas, you could go see the grand Canyon, but I know because we're far away being in Ottawa, um, Canada, are we, it's the only time really you go see the grand Canyon. We're not just going to fly to the somewhere to grand Canyon and come back. We're going to, you know, it's not just a destination. You're you you go to Vegas, you go visit the Grand Canyon. So, is Area Fifty One something that's similar? I've never heard of anybody say that they've gone to Vegas and gone to see Area Fifty One. No, it's true. That's that's uh, yeah. I don't know how far away how far away it is from the Strip, and there's also not that much to see. I mean, it's a cheesy little you know attraction, whatever. There isn't much going on there. There's but, al- there's and- aliens, is there? Well, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you, right. You the believe? Grand Canyon. I mean, you, you don't need to go. Was there was there anything going on there? What's this? Area 51. Is that? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Conspiracy I theory? I have an opinion. What's your conspiracy theory? I have theory? an opinion one way or another. <laughs> Although if you listen to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's got this guy on. I forget his name, but he does a whole thing about his time working. Was it Area 51? I think it was. And he basically says, oh, yeah, it was aliens everywhere. We were studying them. We were trying to learn the technology. We were trying to do all this stuff. Yeah. 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 I, just remember, I just remember playing the video game, Area 51, <laughs> with the guns in the arcade. Pew, pew. <laughs> so fun. Nice. So you're right about the Grand Canyon, though. Like, you don't need to go to Vegas to do the Grand Canyon. Lots of people go visit the Grand Canyon who aren't going to Vegas. Um, but I would say but that But they probably the live closer. They live closer there. Than or we. they're visiting Phoenix or they're, vi- yeah, they're like, they're somewhere else. It's because the Grand Canyon's huge, right? And there's yeah. different places you can access it. So, um, but I would say, I would say that's the case with Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam and Vegas definitely go hand in hand. Hand in hand, yes. And there's, and there's obviously a tight connection with the history of, you know, Vegas. Talking about a, a vintage Vegas trip, people have been going to the Hoover Dam to, you know, see it, see its majesty for, for decades. Um, and I think that'll always be the case. I and mean, it's, it's always going to be a cool thing to check out and give tours. And actually I just read the other day that they're they're They have just opened up for the first time since COVID shutdowns happened. So oh yeah. You can actually go out to Hoover Dam now. Yeah. So they built it in 1931. Yeah. And that's big. I mean, that was the only way that they could supply the water needed for the town of Las Vegas. Right. So they build that in 31. It starts to work and the town of Las Vegas starts to build up. That means that they can, you know, Bugsy can come in and build their old Cortez. They can do stuff on the strip. So you don't get Las Vegas without the Hoover Dam. So it's kind of a must see if you're if you're into kind of the history of Vegas, you got to check out the dam. Take the dam tour. So it took <laughs> it took him five years to build it and it was 
right during the Great Depression, uh, while um, wow, FDR was president, right. And then, nice. and then they so originally they called it Boulder Dam, yeah. And then in, in, from 1933, and then officially renamed Hoover Dam because uh, for President Herbert Hoover, right? Obviously, Come on. Come not on. not for the vacuum Hoover, but for the president. <laughs> Maybe somewhere there's a, if that was the case, maybe somewhere there's a Dustbuster Dam as well. <laughs> hey, good one. Hey, like that. Dirt Devil Dam. That's that's a nice triple D. <laughs> uh, God, but it, you was- you said this before Hoover Dam, like 45 minutes away. It's a good. Yeah. It's it's a must see if you're. And we never. Really I've is. never. Why didn't you take me there? Because I guess we were playing poker. But yeah, 45 minutes was too far for us on a two day on a two night trip. But um, but yeah, you, you got to see it. It's cool. It's cool. But there's other things too, like um, Red Rock Canyon is another one. I mean, that's kind of a natural uh, wonder that's not too far from Vegas. That's been um, a state park for years and years and years. And uh, certainly, I mean, we're talking million year old year old rocks if you want to go way back. But the the thing I like about going to Red Rock Canyon is, is that it reminds you of what Vegas must have been like before it started to build up, right? Because right. it's such a desolate desert. Like there's nothing there. It's just rocks and dirt and beautiful mountains, you know? So it, it kind of reminds you of what this place must have been like before they started building all these mega hotels. And that's kind of a cool little, little day trip to do. And it's super cheap. You drive out there. It's like 15, 20 minutes. You pay your 10 bucks and you can do this little, I think it's like a 13 mile loop to drive through the Canyon, stop at several places, check out the yeah. sites. It's, it's, it's cool. It's a nice little thing to do. When we had Jeff on the show, um, he said that his must go to stop is the Golden Steer Steakhouse restaurant, which is was built like in the late fifties. Yeah, and he, you know, he mentioned that all the waiters still they they've still kept it as if it was that you know we were still in the fifties. the The waiters are all dressed in white suits and bow ties. I I think from what I remember. And this kind of stuff, like, you know, the, the, the Rat Pack and everything, they're all, we used to go there. And so that whenever, whenever we go back, we, that's, that's, we have to go there. We have to. Oh yeah. Totally agree. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like this, exactly what this topic is looking for, right? This sounds like vintage Vegas. Uh, another thing that would have been great in vintage Vegas, but unfortunately they're all gone are the, uh, the actual like shows like Jubilee, like the real showgirl um, oh yeah. Song and dance shows, you know, where they have the showgirls with all the, you know, the feather boas and everything and all the headdress. Um, I hope that they've changed the girls though. Change the girls. No, they're you not mean, the original girls still dancing. No, no. Well, those shows are gone. <laughs> Jubilee was the last one and it left about five years ago. But it's gentlemen, the original Jubilee. Imagine. She started dancing in 1936, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for her. She's, <laughs> Somebody has to hold her up. Well, I do feel bad for some of the waitresses. Like when you, before the Riviera was Riviera was torn down, um, a lot of the waitresses that worked there were like original back to the seventies, and they were like sixty five, seventy five years old. Some of them walking around still still waiting tables, and they make them wear those god awful outfits. Thank God you don't see that much anymore. But the. Speaking of outfits, when we were at the Rio, <laughs> the, the the waitresses at the Rio have to wear these like 
Yes. Carnival-esque outfits. Like just yeah, same idea. It's crazy. Like it's I, weird, right? I mean, it's yeah. so silly. You're sitting there, you're in a casino and, and playing poker. And I look up and the waitress there, she says, do you want a drink? And I, and she remember she, how old was she? No, no, this was at Bally's. She must've been, I don't oh, know, Bally's. how old was she? Yeah. She must've been. Yeah, she was getting up there, probably in her late 40s or or. No, 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 you're not thinking maybe? of the same one. The one at oh. the, at Bally's, she must have been like like late 60s. Oh, wow. Remember, you don't remember her? Good for her. No, I don't remember. But then we go to the Rio and then they're wearing all these like, like as if they're about to ready to do a show. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's classic Vegas. Yeah. I, w- I was like, <laughs> okay, this is it. This is Vegas. Yeah. And this you is how it was back are, in the day. Sure. And here we go. For sure. I wonder actually how old the Rio is. Because it's not on the strip, so it wasn't on the list that I saw. The Rio. Give me a second here. I can look that up. Oh, I didn't write it down. No idea. It's got to be the unofficial guide, though. Or on Google. Or on Google. Wow. Waiting. Everything's on Google, buddy. Buffering. Everything's on Google. So it was built. It's a Caesars hotel, obviously. We know that. Yeah. Uh, I can't really tell. It was, it opened in 1990. 1990. Wow. Okay. So it's been yeah. around for a while too. And oh, by the way, we were talking about the Rio last time. We were, we were wondering what the heck that track was. It's in the ceiling. Yes. So I looked that up. There's, there's actually a show that they put on periodically that uses that track. Oh yeah. And it's like a, it's like an upside down parade. So they get like, they, they have these floats that kind of fit and hang from that track. Okay. And one by one, they kind of make their way through the, through the casino floor and they hang from that and they kind of float around and it's got like dancers in them. And, yeah. um, and they, it, it's like a new Orleans type of theme. So they got like, they do like a Mardi Gras celebration thing. So they got like beads to throw away and, and, uh, this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's some kind of mechanical thing that, that takes, um, these floats around the casino. So next, uh, next episode would like we mentioned, we're going to talk about the Rio, Rio hotel and casino. It's awesome. Great place. I don't think it doesn't get enough love, but we'll talk it up a little bit next episode. If you have any guys, any, if you have a little, little bit, going to edit that out. I think if you guys have any questions, comments, feedback, as always contact us by Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at hashtag unofficial Vegas podcast or hashtag UVP. Send us anything you want. We know we're, we're glad to hear from you. If it's just to say you like the show or you have any requests of what you'd like to hear us talk about, we'd love to hear from you. That's it for us. Till next time. Ciao.